I've managed to do this week. We're not recording, right? You're just doing sound um, testing. So I'm doing sound testing. Okay. So <laughs> if I want, I have to trust you. <laughs> I only leave things in if they're funny. <laughs> I'm Todd Lyons. I'm Natalie Crandall. I'm Valeria Sosa. And I'm Ashley Evans. And this is the Innovate on Demand podcast. In an ideal organization, innovation can grow from the grassroots. Any person at any level of the hierarchy has the potential to shape the future, if their idea has potential. But is there room for meritocracy in a hierarchy? Our guest this episode witnessed it firsthand at the Canada School of Public Services Digital Academy. Good morning, Ashley. (laughs) How's everyone going? Good. How are you? Fantastic. So before we dive in, maybe you can just tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, Well, my name is Ashley Evans. Uh, I currently work for the Canada School of Public Service uh, on the Digital Academy team. Uh, And so we are a new team. We've been around for about a year now. And our goal is to build digital literacy uh, across the public service. Uh, But in my current role, I'm co-leading the learning experience for one of our specialized programs called Premium, uh, where we are teaching public servants about data, artificial intelligence, design, uh, and development operations. So um, that is starting actually this week. So it's pretty, it's pretty nuts right now. It's Congratulations. Really, really yeah. Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. And I heard that um, there was possibly something very exciting also going on a couple of years ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. A few years ago uh, when I started my career in the public service as a co-op student. So maybe I'll back up a bit, like how I got here initially. Sure. So I'm actually from Winnipeg. Uh, go Jets oh, go. Low key. Yeah. It's nice that the Jets actually exist again because that was not true for a long time. Yeah. The city has changed so much over the past couple of years just in terms of the energy and the vibe. But I left. Uh, I wanted to pursue my master's degree uh, in public policy and administration at Carleton. Um, so I moved to Ottawa in the fall of, I guess this was 2016. I just want to say that I really yeah. love people from Winnipeg. And actually, little bit of fact, the reason I love these people so much is because of Nat's family. <laughs> She's got a few family members from Winnipeg. Nice, nice. lovely people. <laughs> right? And we're probably neighbors. Like, really. Like, um, Sorry, go cool. on. Oh, no, totally fine. Um, and so I started that in uh, September 2016, uh, and then I started my first co-op work term uh, at the Treasury Board of Canada Secretariat at TBS under uh, the Office of the Chief Information Officer at OCIO. And from there, I distinctly remember on my first day, um, it was myself and the other co-op students, and it was all the management. Uh, we were sitting around a table, there were brownies and chips, it was all very cute, uh, and they really wanted to welcome us. Um, and so I remember at the time, my director, Chris Allison, said like, oh, like, what do you want to get out of this experience? Um, and I distinctly remember saying, like, give me challenges and give me opportunities and like, let me show you that I can thrive. And so it was really nice that they kind of, they really, really welcomed us. And I really felt like I could, could thrive in that kind of environment where I felt supported, like just right from the get go, right from day one. 
And so a few weeks later, uh, I got wind of something called Ideation, which was an initiative for new public servants in our organization um, and students um, to come up with new ideas, to conceptualize them, to prototype them, and to pitch them over a summer. So this initiative lasted from May to August. Um, and so some fellow co-op students and I went to the first meeting. It seemed really interesting. We joined the GC Connects group. And then from there, I started thinking about, like, what what's my idea? Um, and so from there, I'm still thinking about like all the different learning opportunities and the different challenges that I can take on. Um, and so I went on GC Connects, I went on GC Club, GC Campus, all the GCs. And then I noticed um, that there weren't too many uh, learning opportunities around digital concepts. Um, and so particularly in my my academic studies, I was interested um, in digital policy and digital governance um, on the federal level. Uh, and I kind of noticed that, like, okay, how are public servants gaining these skills? Um, not necessarily, like, the policy aspect, but, like, these hard, like, technical skills. And I noticed that there were a lot of opportunities related to um, managers in the IT space. But otherwise, there wasn't that much available for someone like me. And so that's where I kind of, I, I was being a little bit optimistic in that my, my initial idea was about programming and development boot camps for public servants. And so this could be mostly around something as simple as GCPD, a wiki coding, or HTML or CSS, where you can tangibly make something and see it, like a GCPD page, uh, like a resume, something like that. And so I posted this idea on GC Connects on our ideation group. And then that's where I met some folks online who were also interested in the idea um, and some of my colleagues at OCIO. And so that's how we formed like our ideation group. So it was this ragtag group of like new public servants, of idealists, of optimists who really want to make this happen. So all ideation groups uh, met every Wednesday afternoon to work on our idea, to network, to listen to special guests to talk about how maybe they have done a project like this in the past. So in August, that was our opportunity to really put everything together and pitch it to executives uh, at OCIO. And so from there, we called it the Digital Academy. Thank you for not calling it the GC Academy. You're right. Because I'm really, yeah, enough. <laughs> no. You know what? You're welcome. You're welcome. And so from there, a lot of the executives said like, okay, well, programming, like that might be like a little bit too much, maybe make it more like on the ground. Um, and then I remember Alex Binet saying, okay, so if this is free um, and this, if you can just do this volunteer run, if you're recognizing this gap, like why isn't this already happening? Like, why aren't you already doing this? Um, and so we kind of took on that challenge. So we took on some of the advice from the other executives, and instead, we decided to host uh, monthly uh, webinars or workshops uh, or events on digital concepts. Um, so we started with our first one in September on user-centered design, followed by data analysis in Excel, on gamification, on social media analytics. Um, and so we built a community on GC Connects, and that's where we did a lot of our communications and our outreach and we were supported so, 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 so well by all of our managers uh, and executives um, because really this was happening on the side of desk thing. We would spend maybe like our Friday mornings or afternoons kind of working together on this project. And we are so incredibly thankful for all the support that we've received. And so it's worth mentioning that like I am the talking head right now, but this was a ridiculous collaborative effort. And so the folks I want to mention are Melissa Poon, Emily Johaniak, uh, and Gabby Huber, too. We're like the, we were the core uh, ideation team there. But um, 
Sorry, can I interrupt to ask a quick of question? Of course, interrupt you were, anytime. You were all four co-op students? All four of us were women. All four of us were co-op students. This is such an amazing and beautiful story. I, mm-hmm. I love that we're having a conversation with a public servant who got such a fantastic start, who looks like was onboarded properly, felt welcomed and empowered to start. And I'm, I'm, I love what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Right, completely. That's really cool. Yes. We don't get this story a lot. <laughs> yeah, I am I am beyond thrilled. And so like I'm super happy to share it as well. And uh and honestly it it only gets better. I don't know how. Um but like there is to say that like there were some uh I guess barriers as well because we were co-op students. Some folks are working part-time. We still had our original workload. Sure, it was a side of desk thing, but it became like an evening thing. So it was really hard to manage at times. Um, And so from September to December, when we had our first four months, um, it took a toll on us for sure. Um, And so in January, January, when some of us went back to school, that's when things got a little bit more difficult for me. But that's when I was so, so, so supported by the community on GC Connects, because it's worth mentioning that when we did have these sessions, they were hosted by folks who are subject matter experts in these areas. It was not me, it was not Emily or Melissa or Gabby. Maybe we'd introduce the topic, give it a little bit more context, but it's ultimately uh, the experts in the GC who want to share their skills and knowledge with the rest of the public service. Um, so I can think of folks from like D&D, from, from infrastructure, from TBS, really uh, everywhere who would come out and support so we're so, so lucky for that kind of support. Yeah. So how do we go from this being an idea that the four of you were running to uh, now we have, uh, you know, a very serious digital academy, fully staffed team, right. reporting to a DG, like all sorts of uh, amazing things happening around the digital academy right now, right. picking up so much momentum and right. steam. So that's a good point. So as we were developing these events, and we also created a space on GC Wiki, like we want to scale this, and we were scaling it very slowly given our limited capacity. Uh, we were also having conversations on the side with folks at OCIO who were building something called the Digital Campus at the time, which was basically uh, mimicking what we were doing as well. Because we were inspired by everything going on in uh, the government digital service and the UK's public service around their digital learning space. Uh, and so... I think that we wanted to build in that space already, but we just weren't there yet. Uh, and so when I came in in May, I was not necessarily like aware of all these updates and changes and, and things like that. And so I kind of thought, okay, I was gung-ho, let's do this. Um, and so as we were developing these learning programs, um, I would be I would be talking with these executives saying like, okay, we are going to do something like this. We're going to institutionalize it and make it big. But in the meantime, keep doing what you're doing because you are still filling this gap. Um, so they still encouraged um, my team and I to continue working on this. So it's not like they were saying like, oh, like we are going to create this this initiative and it will overtake you. It was never that. It was we can work together on this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you do uh, specifically at the Digital Academy now? Right. And that's like, I feel like there's still another story to unpack in there. Maybe that's another right. day on how you ended up <laughs> on the team. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. But I guess to fill the gap in between when we wanted to scale um, when we want to scale the Digital Academy, like the grassroots version, we created something called The Square, uh, which is a few pages on um, GC Club Wiki, where we hosted basically like learning playlists. So if you want to learn about, say, data, we would have like a list of resources that you could read, watch or listen to, to learn a little bit more about like data or data analysis. And so that's kind of what we did in the interim. But then I think some folks um, at the school and at OCO got wind of this as well and thought this is something that we could integrate in 
Digital Academy and Digital Academy proper. Um, and so then I also got wind of Digital Academy proper in the, during the summer. And so that's when I was asked, okay, if you're doing this on the side of your desk, do you want to do this for a living? Do you want to do this full time? And at which case it was an absolute no brainer. If this is what I love and what I'm passionate about, why not get paid to do it? during working hours. That's a dream. And so from there, uh, I started the Digital Academy team in November, uh, where I have been on the policy and partnerships team. Basically, what that means is just communicating our story with uh, folks in the GC, with subject matter experts, because really, we are all, there's so many of us in this learning space already. Why don't we just work together to create fantastic programs. So we are not starting from scratch by any means. We are not developing this content. Why don't we just work together? And so that was my role for the first few months. And from there, it's been all hands on deck, really putting our learning programs together. So right now, when I say co-leading the learning experience, that's very jargony. I understand that that might not make sense. But really what that means is that we are coordinating with subject matter experts across the GC to put curriculums together in, um, in data and in artificial intelligence and in design and development operations. Our team is actually working with your team. Of course we are. <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a giant collaborative effort. Um, and so right now, um, this is our second time doing this. This is a premium cohort two right now. Uh, and so we're trying something new in that a lot of the content and a lot of our learning will be delivered virtually. Yeah. And so we have uh, learners from across Canada. And it's going to be uh, really, really exciting. Take a pause for a second. Approximately 10 hours later. So so we took a little pause there and we were discussing about working off the side of your desk. And um, I was asking our lovely guest just about the amount of time um, that was spent uh, working on the side of the desk to develop this, this, this great idea. And imagine a world where you did not have these four wonderfully dedicated, hardworking students who who put the time in to create what they created. Um, And the reason I bring that up is because in the innovation space, this is a conversation that keeps coming up all the time, that departments want innovation. They want people to rethink how they're doing things, but people feel like they're always forced to do it off the side of their desk and are never given the time or the space um, to be able to dedicate appropriately to actually make things better and try and innovate. So, um, yeah, anyways, I just want to ask you about your thoughts about that experience and about everything I just said. Right. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I would say, like, during ideation, during May to August, we did have that time built in during the summer. We had our Wednesday afternoons to come together, to work together. We're in the same space. It went really well. Um, But come September, when ideation was over and we did not have that space built in, um, that's when things got a little bit more challenging for us uh, and that it was hard to coordinate, it was hard to collaborate. It became... Um, it, it just became a lot more time consuming outside of work. Um, although like I often tr- did try to carve out like my, my Friday mornings and afternoons, uh, it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, you get busy with work, you get swamped and then you end up having to work on the evenings and it's, um, it really took a toll on me for that, for those first, um, couple months. Um, and then come January, um, Really, it, it became a much, much more collaborative effort with more people coming in. Um, so it was ultimately like we started with those four uh, core 
ladies. But then from there, um, we needed more hands on deck. Um, and so, and then that's when I also asked, um, for, um, support from my manager. Um, and I, I told her flat out that I really, really enjoyed doing this project. Um, and she was, um, very cognizant of that and like really encouraged me to try to fit everything in work hours. So, um, sure it was very difficult, but ultimately I just needed to be very open about like my passions and how to communicate that. And so, um, and that was, um, Anir Carrier and, and Joy Moscovic at the time who were, um, very, very, very supportive. So. Sure. I've worked with both Nick and Joy before. They Love are you, wonderful. Joy. Yes. Love you, Joy. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, I'm the, their biggest fans. My God. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And that you were mentioning something about, about their comms campaign. Well, just, I remember I was, I was telling Ashley, I remember all of this happening, but I didn't, of course, know the story that you're telling us today. I, I find it really mm-hmm. empowering. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear the smile on my face as I'm talking. Uh, but honest to goodness, this is, I, I hear so many stories about public servants who have a difficult start for whom onboarding doesn't go well. Uh, and, and despite the side of work thing, which is a huge problem in government everywhere, uh, we can tackle in a different topic. Mm-hmm. I really love, I love your story, Ashley. I love knowing that that there were these four women, these four students behind uh, some of this and in, in that you really had an opportunity to have an impact and to have influence on something as big and as powerful uh, of an initiative as the Digital Academy that's gotten, you know, some serious funding from Treasury Board, from the school and a bunch of other departments who are partnering and that. And I just think uh, this is one of my favorite stories to tell on this on this episode, actually. I think it's wonderful. And thank you very much for that. No, thank you so much. Honestly, I couldn't have imagined this. Right. I feel like the stereotype for young people coming into the public service is not this. And that I am very much like this weird outlier, but I don't want that to be the case. Um, I agree. Let's think about like, so what are, what are, what would you say if you could summarize in just a few little points? What are some of the things that you brought to the situation that other young people joining the public service could really? you know, think about and, 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 and allow them to have an opportunity to swing their, their start of their career the way that you've swung yours. Right. Um, so I guess from the get-go, I came in with a learning mindset. So sure, I was there uh, as a public servant. I was there at TBS, like I want to support my file. However, as a student, I'm also there to learn absolutely everything under the sun. Um, and so really take advantage of all of those learning opportunities, whether that be something that you find on GC Connect, GC Club, um, or GC Campus. It's also a matter of leveraging uh, all the networks uh, in your organization, um, whether that be something like I think TBS has Renaissance or any kind of networking events for communities of practice. It's really getting involved and just kind of putting yourself out there. Um, yeah, I found that was very tough initially, just kind of being vulnerable as, an, as a new public servant, as a young woman, um, it was definitely challenging um, uh, and very humbling. Um, but really, it's so important to put yourself out there. Um, but I would also say it's so important to communicate your passions with your manager and with your director, uh, with your team lead, um, because if they are if they're any good, they will look out for you. 
um, like-minded. Um, and so I had to be very open with them about like, I love working on the digital academy. Let me carve out that space. Um, and at times they did, but it was mostly, honestly, me being a bit of a keener beaver and working overtime. Um, and if I, if I really love something, I don't consider it work. And I honestly did not consider the digital academy work. Sure. It was, it was a lot of time and effort, but do I regret it in the slightest? I lo- like I lost a bit of sleep, whatever. I, but I got it done, right? And for me, it's um, recognizing that I was filling that gap in the public service, um, and I was actually making a difference. And I'd get emails and messages from public servants saying that was a, like I was really good at session. Like I'm already looking into more resource to learn a little bit more about user centered design. Um, it's reading those kinds of messages that really kind of hit home and encourage me to keep going. Um, yeah, so I'm just so 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 thankful. Um, and let me ask you: so where are your other three teammates now? Right. Um, and so um, Melissa Poon is a GC entrepreneur. Uh, Emily Johaniak is doing her master's degree, and I believe it's environment and uh, climate change. Uh, and Gabby Hubert is a, a software developer, and she's now in the private sector. Yeah, that's fantastic. So we've kind of all gone in our unique ways. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thinking back on the uh, on the com- comms campaign, I really am realizing I probably know more than just what I saw on Twitter because I do remember hearing about this from at least one of my free agent colleagues. Right. And so those free agent colleagues are likely um, Jeff Outram and Pierre-Luc Pilon, and they were huge, huge help, uh, supporters during the development of the square, um, the space on GC Club Wiki. So I guess you've talked about working for Chris Allison a few times. <laughs> I notice you seem to be following him these days. Right, right. And so um, I'm still currently working for Chris Allison. Um, uh, and I am so happy to be uh, working uh, under him. And I really do look up to him uh, as a public servant. And he was um, a giant supporter of the Digital Academy um, since its early days. So I'm very thankful for that. All right. Thank you very much, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Innovate On Demand, brought to you by the Canada School of Public Service. Our music is by Grapes. I'm Todd Lyons, producer of this series. Thank you for listening.